I've been working this great shift and I ain't yeah, yeah. shit. I wish I me could buy me a spaceship and fly. I swear I do. Past the sky. Welcome to Culture Bias, where we discuss everything in the culture for the culture. I go by the name of Shiz Pen. It's your boy O. Episode 40. Damn. We getting there, champ. Yeah. We getting there. Uh, we got some guests in the building. It's Very been a minute since guests. we had guests. Yeah. It's been a we few been, weeks since we, we had get, some guests. We've been getting spun a couple times, guys. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Um, how your week going, champ? Uh, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Sorry. No, actually, no, actually, it's not, man. I was about to say you. It's not, it's not, it's not, yo. I just was lying, yo. I just caught myself lying. Took a couple L's this week, man. What just happened? dumb shit. Just financial shit. Like, little dumb oh, shit was happening. I thought Shorty sponsored. Man, that's a whole other story. We talk about that off the air. We talk about that off the air, dog. With a car out home. All right, so. Uh, our topics today probably gonna be pretty boring. We're gonna talk about uh Can't be boring. Broad, broad. Oh broad, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um got two guests in the building, so we'll let them introduce each other's um introduce themselves. So what's up, man? Talk to the people, man. What's going on? How y'all doing? We got Rasul in the building. You gotta talk directly into hey, Can you get the people where you represent with Man, Rick right on time. For sure. What's going on? How y'all doing? We got Rasul in the building. Oh, you talking to a third person. You know. It's going to be a good one. You know, it's going to be a good you know. one. You got to get a few something interesting, you know what I mean? But um, I'm an organizing director for District 1199C. I'm, you know, born here in Philadelphia. And, you know, I'm just a, just a stand-up guy, you know. Pretty much a simple introduction. Solid. You know, you know how that go. Tell people a little bit about yourself, good brother. Uh, man, I was born and raised in Philadelphia. Uh, you know, I don't like to pretty much get a typical story of being raised in the hood and things like that but right you know that's where i was raised you know grew up in the city uh the west uh grew up in west philly pretty much um you know went to school to, went to school went to iup that's where that's where i met you at um you know i'm a i work for 1199c um before i worked with the union i had a Pretty much a variety of jobs. I worked at a daycare. Worked. I was a caseworker. Pretty much was all over the place. You've been around. So, yeah. Until I found my, like this. Until I found my home. You know. Absolutely. You know. So. Absolutely. Who else we got in the building, man? Chris Woods, um, executive vice president, 1199C. Also the executive director of the National Union of Hospital and Healthcare Employees. Okay. Um, from North Philadelphia. Uh, as Sewell said, you know, typical story. Um, just blessed to be here. Um, and thank you guys for allowing us to be on the show tonight. Oh, man, we, we appreciate y'all for coming out, yeah, man. We appreciate, we appreciate y'all for coming out. I think uh, tonight's conversation will be a much-needed conversation um, for sure. that our <laughs> folks could definitely use. Um, for sure. You guys out there on the front lines every day uh, fighting for a lot of our labor force. Yeah. So we could talk about some of them topics, man. Oh, you want to get us started? Well... And I might as well uh, 
I don't know. I, it's so many places I want to go. But uh, let's go, man. They came to talk, man. We here for well, they, it. They everything. Came to talk. I'm ready to talk about everything. Yeah. Uh, um, they already yeah. said you can't leave, so you talked about some things. <laughs> we, we can talk. We, yeah. we can talk right, about any uh, and everything. We can talk. Let's, about let's let's jump into the Hanuman situation. Life, whatever. Cool with that? No, that's a good place. Let's to start. let's start there. Then, start um, there. how does how does a, like a hospital like that? How does that close? Like, well, I mean, I think first of all, when you have a a CEO. Or uh, a health system that's for profit, right? Um, right then and there, you know, um, you know what they're all about, and I think they came into a situation where they were able to acquire uh, real estate and, and a hospital um, from tenant, and uh, you know there was never intentions of making this a successful uh, a hospital. Right. I mean, if you think about it, this hospital has been ran in the ground in four years, so a hospital right. that's been around over a hundred years. We got, you have a, we got you have it a, out of here for you, you got a for-profit company and a CEO that came in Crazy. and ran it into the ground in, in four years. So, I mean, it tells you um, what the situation was. I mean, it, and you can see now with um, how this whole thing is unfolding. When you talk about uh, American academics filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy but not including the real estate in the deal, right? right. So his thing is like, look, I mean, at the end of the day, I could sell prime real estate. Mm-hmm. On North Broad, right. and get rid of this I, debt. I, I, get, I get rid of this I get, debt. I, I let, I'll let the, the bankruptcy court judge figure that out. Y'all can get in line <laughs> and take Sheesh. a haircut, but I'm gonna go ahead and sell this real estate for about 500 million, mm-hmm. and I'm back in college. You know what I mean? Right. So uh, it, it was just a terrible situation because at the end of the day, I mean, I don't think people who sit in those seats realize the impact that it has on the patients first, sure, right. um, the community. Mm-hmm. And then your workforce. I mean, for us alone, we're losing 700 people that had good-paying union jobs, right? Um, who had a pension, mm-hmm. who had health and welfare, legal services, uh, training and upgrading if they want to go back to school and pursue, you know, higher education. Right. Um, you know, for people to just lose that. And one of the things I've been saying is, like, just imagine, you know, your employer, right? Say if you got, you know, mortgage, kids, whatever. And, and your employer just come in tomorrow and like, you know what? Next week is, is over. It's over. Yeah. You know what I mean? What do you tell your mortgage company if you are a person that's like most people that live paycheck to paycheck? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? If you had that kid that's getting ready to go back, this is their last college semester coming up, right? Yeah. And you like, look, I got to pay this money before August. And that was my plan. Maybe I was going to do some overtime. Maybe I was going to pick up some additional shifts. And it's just like, wow, this is over. You know what I mean? You're watching people who've been in our union for upwards of 20 years, 30 years, 40 years that's, like, forced out. Yeah. And, it, and it's really an unfortunate situation. And I'm, um, you know, thankful to all of the people who have been, you know, out there rallying with us and, um, right. you know, standing up for us. And, you know, we got another rally coming up on August the 2nd um, yeah. at 3 o'clock in front of Hahnemann, which is a citywide union rally where we, um, you know, got some pretty big deal folks coming in to, uh, you know, speak to the members and encourage them that even if the door's shut, you know, we all doing everything we can to make it remain a hospital. Because, right. you know, when you talk about a city like uh, Philadelphia where, you know, every every night on the news is some type of form of gun violence, exactly. right? Exactly. That's happening. And you have these trauma centers, and it's not enough. And you losing one. Yeah. You know, that's life or death for people. Because if you get into something... In the right there in downtown, it's like the middle of the city, right? Uh, I'll, I'll give you an example. Right, I work at mm-hmm. I work at Tenth and Market. It was an accident at Tenth and Market. The person was getting in the ambulance. They said, "Yo, we about to run here." I said, "So they asked him, security asked him, where y'all taking him?" 
said, we about to run him down to Penn. Now, if you at 10th and Market right. and you yeah. going to Penn. Penn. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. Bro, that's a critical situation. Yeah. You could you be gone. You got a problem. And yeah. this is the thing. This employer wanted to shut down during July 4th weekend. Right. You know what I mean? Goodness. That's when he was starting. You know, you got celebrations on the parkway. Mm-hmm. Anything could happen. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and some people think like, okay, we got Jefferson right there. Bro, when it's a critical situation, as you mentioned, you talking about precious seconds. Yeah. Right. That could save yeah. someone's life. Right. So, you know, but again, you talking about people who are wealthy, people who make some of these decisions, why would they care? You know what I mean? And it's just right. an unfortunate situation. But, you know, we've been through it a few times in our union, unfortunately, where we've had some employers who have uh, decided to, you know, go in a different direction. And at the end of the day, uh, we've been able to, you know, remain strong, powerful union, uh, politically strong. And, you know, we just got to do the same thing here. And it's going to take a while to bounce back. I think I was at the convention center today. Shout out to the city of Philadelphia that put on, a, um, you know, a great uh, job fair. It was over 200 employers, uh, almost 1,500 people who showed up to, you know, interview or give their resume to folks or just get contact with employers around the city that's looking to hire some folks. And, um, you know, I think people are finally coming to grips with it. Um, I heard today that, you know, the last patient was transitioned out. So a lot of our folks, especially in the, on the critical nursing side, a lot of those people are um, being sent home. But okay. good thing is they're being paid right now. Right. Um, you know, so... The hospital has officially said it'll be somewhere between August the 25th and September 6th where they'll shut the doors. But, um, you know, we're we doing everything we can to keep our people upbeat and positive and try to help them land on their feet. I read in the yeah. news that, I uh, don't know if you know anything about this, that the the big, the other big three hospitals in the area were meeting to see if there was anything they could do, Temple, yeah, and Jefferson. Yeah, they, they formed a coalition, and they actually was, um, because another thing, too, to your point, is American Academics, who owns Tenet, when they... I mean, not Tenant, Hahnemann, excuse me, when they purchased it from Tenant, they bought uh, Hahnemann and St. Chris. Chris. Uh So St. Chris has always been a more attractive, um, you know, financial hospital than a Hahnemann. So that coalition that you spoke about was uh, being formed to see if they can purchase St. Chris. Oh, they want St. Chris. Everybody wants wants St. Chris. You get paid on the kids. So, you know what I mean? So they're trying to see if that can happen. And I'm also hearing today that some other employers put in a specific bid around St. Chris. So we see what happens. We represent over uh, 200 members there. Okay. So um, a little different with Hahnemann because, like I said, at Hahnemann we have – uh, three employers, five contracts, and most of those contracts are the traditional union contracts where you have health and welfare, pension, you have training and upgrading, and you have legal services. With the St. Chris piece, um, when we organized them in 2016, it was very hard in a first contract to be able to achieve those type of benefits for that workforce. So when you talk about a new employer coming in, it'll probably be a lot easier for us to transition because some of those big-ticket items that you would usually negotiate and fight it out over won't be on the table. It'll be maintaining the workforce, making sure that they recognize the union when they come in and make sure that um, we keep people pay wages where it is and we make sure that we have um, all of their terms and conditions um, under the CBA negotiated and, you know, you let them keep carrying on and you, you let it keep building from there. So that next contract, you try you to get a little, a little bit, bit more, more right? you know what I mean? So yeah. do we see Hahnemann in any shape or form opening as a hospital again or do we just turn that, that location into lofts? Because that's look like that's the plan. Yeah. I think it can be, but it's going to take a lot of critical things to happen. Number one is you're going to need some help politically okay. um, when you talk about some zoning-type issues. 
where the city could do some things where that could be zoned where it's just a hospital or some form of a healthcare institution. Um, so you got to do that. But then another thing for us that I think we would need to do just in case um, what typically happens is once you go to the, once these employers, these healthcare employers file for bankruptcy and you knock some of that debt off, you'll have a health system that will swoop in and, and, and purchase it. But for us, where it gets a little tricky is with without having the, the members still working and employed, you don't have what's called recall rights under the contract. So, so you one, can't come back to work. You can't mm-hmm. come back to work because now you're not they're not contractually obligated. Right. right. You see what I'm saying? Right. So now you have to go to them and say, you're gonna have to go to the city again politically and say, listen, why don't we put something in place that says if X, Y, and Z uh health system comes here into the Philadelphia market and purchases Hahnemann, that they have to be represented by either 1199C, who had the non-professional and the technical employees, or PASNAP, who had the nurses. I think we got to push our politics to do that because you got to get on the offense with this stuff, man. And and, and we support these politicians and and help them and donate to their campaign and knock doors and phone bank and all that. And sometimes they're a little scary to do like, just some aggressive stuff, man. Right, and, right. and and if you don't want to do any aggressive stuff, then next year we're going to end up with Trump again. Well, I mean, even if you look at that, like, what was your campaign on? Because, like, in the city of Philadelphia, we need our politicians in the city of Philadelphia working for us. Correct. So if you're not taking a stand on something as small as that. Right. And this is easy stuff. Right. I want to say this. Like, they're going to try to make it into, and I hope people don't fall for it when it do come out, they're going to try to pit off. I've already heard it, too, on some of the meetings. They'll say, Chris, uh, you know, you you can't talk about this publicly because then the hospital is going to know that this is the play. Why would right. I give a damn? Right. This ho- this employer, not from Philadelphia, came into our city, ran the hospital in the ground, 2,500 people losing their jobs. Why the hell? Let him go file some lawsuits to say, you know what, the union put pressure on these politicians mm-hmm. and... This is why he's introducing this or she's introducing this. Who cares? The right. other side's doing it every day. Right. You see what I'm saying? Like, right. why would you care? Like, you you see legislation just the other day around trying to reform uh, food stamps. Like, mm-hmm. they not playing around. No, they right. didn't. So why, right. should, why, why are we not aggressive like that? And, no, a, and, and, an and we just not holding so. them accountable. But I think our union and, and a lot of other unions in the city um, are, are unions that's going to hold them accountable. Because right. I, I, me personally, I, I, I'm not going to do business or not support people who ain't helping our membership, period, or, right. and, and not helping the community. I'm in total agreement. I mean, it, it, this, this topic kind of segued into something that we could talk about. Um, how we feel about, like, and, I, you know, please don't, don't say anything we shouldn't say, but, like, politics in the city of Philadelphia. I feel like we have some people in some seats. That are just holding Let's seats. Let's talk about it. That are just sitting in seats for the sake of sitting in seats. Correct. And it's like they throw us the scraps, mm-hmm. right? You can have this council seat. Yeah. You could be the state rep. Mm-hmm. To sit over there, don't do nothing, don't rock the boat. And you sit there, you smile, you show up to all the little turkey giveaways and all of that, but you do zero. Mm-hmm. Correct. We got a lot of that going on. Absolutely. And those people built up a reputation in the community for so long that we give them their vote. We just go out and vote for them, huh? You got my vote again. Yo, I used yeah. to argue with my grandma so much, man, coming in, in in the game. When I got in the game in 2011, when I first got appointed, and uh, we started doing politics, and you know, from North Philadelphia, so you watch the we community know some of the names. change yeah. around you, right? right? Yeah. My grandma was like, no, it's the white man. 
It's like, no, it's the white man. No, it's the white man. I'm like, Grandma, I hear you on some of this, but this dude... Giving it away. Is giving it away. And if you look at their campaign, this is what I urge everybody to do. Everybody that's listening to this show, it's very easy. Just go online and pull any elected official in the city of Philadelphia or the Commonwealth or the state. Look at their campaign finance report. They have to report it. Who they taking so the money from. So you see that X, Y, and Z developer gave you 20000 to this campaign. You know why now he got you the know building. Why, right. Now you know why right. North Philadelphia looked a little right. different. Or right. Right. not just North. I want to pick on just North Philly because it's the whole. we have more development in the city of Philadelphia than most cities across the country right now. No, but So this is what I see. I see the big developers, they come and grab as much land as they want. And this, our little guys, the, the mom and pops that are rehabbing and flipping, L and I out there Ain't every day. Exactly. That's true. Right. Yo, bro, you don't got a permit for this. We're shutting you down. Yeah. Orange no. stick on the door. Somebody who These does, boys playing dirty. Somebody who does business, right, and I say this all the time, and some of my friends that work for the city and stuff, we had these battles anywhere. Because this is the hardest city to do business. I don't care what nobody tell you, especially for minorities. Mm-hmm. They could talk all that stuff. But it really is. I mean, they put hurdle after hurdle after hurdle after hurdle. And right? They, and then I got to keep it 100. Like, when you start talking about trying to give the minority contractors or whoever, you know, give them some, 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 a contract or let them do some development, right? You're going to kill them because, number one, it got to be union or we're going to shut you down. Can't right? pay the rate. Can't afford you the can't rate. Can't afford the rate or you can't. And, and it's just like, yo, it's so much. It, it, it's, it, it's such a better way to work together and get this stuff done than what is happening sometimes. Yeah, they. I mean, they've been jerking us on, you know, where some of these developments, they saying it got to be a, a certain percentage is low income. Bro, they really cutting the corner on that. Like, right. And then they're like, happened. no, we want to do mixed use. And then it never happens. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They'll tell you, like, this property is zoned. You got to have one low income uh, uh, apartment or this, that. And it's like, that never happened. Yeah. We never held them accountable. And that means nothing if you got 30,000 square feet where you have 148 apartments, mm-hmm. we have one low-income unit. Bro, you change the dynamic of an entire community. Correct. Yeah. And is everybody getting pushed out? You either exactly. in low-income housing or you don't live in the hood no more, and this hood is not any hood. And I say this, and, I mean, I see it all the time. Like, I, where I used to ride my bike and meet my cousin through. Not the same neighborhood. Yo, white people, man, is safe. It's dogs. It's, it, it, <laughs> town it, it's is crazy, crazy man. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. I'm, I'm crossing the street before them. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're like, oh, what are you scared? I'm like, bro, you know where you at? The 16th Street. Still. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they don't see this stuff, man. Right. And it's just crazy the way some of this stuff is right. going. But so again, do- but think about this. This is what I want to say, too. I, I, and I hope, you know, and if it's not this show, we come back on. Because it's, it's so much stuff that we just got to talk about. Like, Indeed. For the most part, man, the most part. It's us. It, it's us because. Yeah. Most of the elected officials is us. Yep. It's us. Right? Yeah. We, got, we, have, we have Jim, Kenny, the mayor, right? But before him, we had two black mm-hmm. mayors. How we still at the bottom? And that's that's one thing I never really understood. Like, especially when um, Mayor Nutter was office, like, pretty much all the major offices were held by by blacks. By blacks. Yeah, we had a, we had a, we had a black what, police commissioner, a black sheriff, a black mayor. President of um, city council. President black. city council. Most of most of the elected officials of city council are, are black. And, got got and zero the, done. And it's like yeah, it's, it's like status quo. It's still, killed, man. As long as status quo was in place, um, 
you know, the majority is they're, they're fine with that. So. Right, because they know how 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 lack of knowledge that most of the folks in the community who they're continuing to have them vote for them every four years know. Mm-hmm. To be honest, that's yeah. just what happens. And, and what you're seeing now, I think Philadelphia politics is changing. You can see it now. If you look at, like, and, and, and again, if you look at what just happened in West Philadelphia, if you look at Janie oh, Blackwell, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you had young people rising up. Yeah. You had uh, uh, candidates and, 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 and community members who was like, yo, we, not, we ain't going for this, mm-hmm. right? If you, Janie, take nothing away from I think did a tremendous job. Her family name in, in, in politics is, is stamped. But if you stay too long and if you don't have people around you who know why you should truly be there when you lose a step, mm-hmm. it's going to happen. Right. And they got to realize, like, these young folks are getting smarter. They will out hustle you and they're getting better. Like, they're not taking, when you got young, and y'all talked about it off air, when you got young people like who are buying homes and like actually like know about, like, yeah, I got to purchase this home. I got to, now, now I got to pay taxes on this property. Like, people care. I care. Yeah. They yeah, care I, that, I, yo, you gave this boy next door a 10 year tax abatement. Yeah. And I'm paying. Yeah. I want my joint reassessed. So, <laughs> right. once, once they learn the joint, like, yo, well, hold on. It's the elected official who did that? Yeah. Oh, no, nah, bro. How we get her out of there? Or how we get him out of there? So it's just so, I just think, man, it's just so many ways that we could be winning from a political standpoint that we just not taking advantage of. Um, you just got to start holding the politicians accountable, man. I, I, sure. I think Absolutely. that's the first you gotta, thing. You got to hold the, you got to hold both sides of it. You got to hold the community that's and you got to hold the electors accountable. It got to go hand in hand. Yeah. Because what happens is if you can't get enough of your homies, to come out and realize that you have to be a participating person in this community from all fronts, then what they do is they just gonna run the base that'll vote for them. Yeah, right, right. Then right. they back in there for four right. years because they know you ain't getting none of these young guys off the corner to go down to the rec center or the library down the street to vote, to vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah. or you ain't getting your your people that's upset about it to vote. So we we gotta hold both hands and hands. Like this is your community. This is the person that's just supposed to be the representative of your community. They work for you. This is your public servant. And if you're not holding them accountable, it's our own fault. Right. I don't think we see what's, what's taking place right in front of our eyes, though, right? Um, if we look at it, we are turning to what New York is, right? The five boroughs, which were predominantly minority. All those people are gone. That's Philly in 10 years from now. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. Those people are gone. Right. So, like... If you don't claim what you have left, all your pieces are gonna be off the board, and right. you're gonna be a renter. Yeah, and you're gonna have to submit to whatever conditions they put you in. Right, wherever they put you at. Right, they're already pushing you push as you far out, away out as possible. Right. Yeah, far, far out of the city. And it's gonna continue yeah. to happen. Yeah. See, what'll happen is to your point is you either gonna be a renter, you're gonna live in the Northeast, mm-hmm. or you're gonna be yeah. out one of these counties, like, and they're like not gonna Harvey. go for the yeah. stuff that go like. You can't just drunk. You cannot just take, and, and this is no shot at our people, but you can't take 200 people who grew up in the hood and say, now you're going to go into a borough or a county like Yadin yeah. or Delaware County or Montgomery County. We're going to give you all, like, all time. Yeah. You, you're not doing this. <laughs> yeah. So I'm telling you, they're going to move up the boulevard where gentrification has not touched at all. They and, don't want it. And, and West Philadelphia, Southwest, uh, North Philly, 
East Falls, all that stuff, Mount Airy, all Mount that. Area, all that. You're yeah. going to be pushed out. Yeah. You're going to be pushed out. And you're going to be in a bad rental situation because if I'm, if, if how can you afford to live in these places? Yeah, that's that's right. crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you go to a nice neighborhood, let's say West Mount Airy, now that's your only option, and you own a crib there. Like, the landlord got to set the market. So you got to charge them what you need to charge them. Because mm-hmm. I still have to pay utilities. I still mm-hmm. have to pay taxes. I still have to cover a mortgage if I don't mm-hmm. own it outright, right? So how that person that's been struggling in poverty and in the hood for 15 years Gonna get pay. pushed to West Mount Airy? Yeah. Right. How yeah. you paying it? I mean, some of the, the, the prices are ridiculous in the hood. Like, the rent prices, man. Yeah, it's crazy. It's they crazy. know they got you. 1500 1800 They know they got I'm you. I'm just not understanding. Listen, we were sitting on we were sitting on gold, not even on it, and we ain't even pick it up. Right, right. I'd be kicking myself all the time because I was a part of the problem. Yeah. Yo, my grandmom and them. Listen, we had a we had two we had a house. My grandmom and my next door neighbor, twenty seven seats would be more, two houses, three bedrooms, two story joints. Both of them houses were sold for thousand dollars a piece. What? So. Yeah. You had gold, yeah. and you gave it away. Yeah. And they and they, they cornered the market. And then once you corner the market and set the rate, it, it's over. Right. It's over for us if you let it go that way. But, again, man, I think it's still opportunities to survive it, and it's opportunities to change the narrative and change it around. But you got to hold people accountable, man. You really yeah. do. Otherwise, it is, it, 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 you're going to see again. So many minorities taken advantage of from all fronts, man. And it's just unfortunate that it has to be that way. Right. So, um, real quick, uh, what hospitals 1199C doesn't have? Uh, what we don't have is um, most of the ones that's on the main line, like mainline health uh, uh, hospitals, we don't have like your Bryn Mars, your Lincolnalls, and uh, all those type the Einsteins. That's the new Einstein that's out in uh, Montgomery County. Um, what we have is our base hospitals, our children's hospital, right. uh, Penn, we have the subcontractors. Uh, we had Hahnemann up until this situation. We have Jefferson. We have Temple Hospital and Temple University. Um, we have Crozier, which is just the technical employees we represent there. Right. Delaware County and uh, St. Chris God is uh, most of our hospitals that we have right now. But we... Uh, Got a good, you know, organizing director um, right. that has a bright future and a plan around growth. Um, I, I'm sure those things will change when you have opportunity to move into some of these bigger hospitals. And, you know, we want to grow. We represent mm-hmm. about 13,000 employees around the f- city of Philadelphia, the counties in South Jersey. Yeah. So, um, you know, we got to tap into some more of these, uh, these bigger health systems. I said we – I was just telling our, uh, our leadership the other day when we were meeting is like, we could we no longer are in the space where we can even go after like units that just have fifty employees. Right. Like mm-hmm. when you lose seven hundred members yeah. and you lose three employers that's contributing into your pension fund right. that uh, of a critical status, uh, you have to be trying to target some thousands. of these bigger yeah, these yeah. bigger hospitals. Yeah, right. Thousand or the and, like, and, like and, an Abbotton hospital. Right. Correct. Right. Or or yeah. a Einstein yeah. or or in Delaware you might have to go after uh Christiana. Like these are things where it's like you know, you got thirty. You got you might have three thousand uh, nurses just in one in one hospital, man. Right. Like or four thousand nurses. I mean, you got to go after that stuff, and we got to do a better job of some of the internal organizing in some of our bigger places too. Like, you know, for example, Chop Nurses is not organized. The right. Jefferson Nurses are not organized. So, like right there, while you have a base of eleven ninety nine C, that's when you need Sewell and his team to come in and say, 
You know, we got to, these are the people we got to tap into. And now that the leadership of 1199C has changed, you got to put real finances into an organizing plan to be able to go after that stuff. Because right. you got to, if an employer going to drop $5 mil to keep you out, and you tell you some here go a hundred dollars, run the best campaign you got, you done. You can't do nothing. Right. You can't do nothing against it. That's how I feel. So too, you gotta we gotta realize that, you know, now going into twenty twenty, after we get through this last quarter and you know, try to pick up the pieces from Hahnemann, you gotta have a budget that says your biggest line item probably after payroll gotta be organized. Right. Campaign. You know what right. I mean? And, and and you just gotta you just gotta make sure that we able as an organization to come up with a, a, a strategic plan around how you gonna go and tap into some of these 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 these, these bigger mark these bigger hospitals. Yeah. So, so, so so anyone that's listening, that's unorganized, that work in a hospital, nursing home, reach out to District Eleven Ninety Nine C. We gonna start right here. My next, well, my he, next, he's unorganized. He's unorganized. My next my next question oh, was to you. I, it was I, uh, I got to organize the card. Always. So uh, <laughs> the o, the OGs that I work with, uh, they said uh, about maybe ten ten years ago they was uh, yeah. Don't 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 say the place um, where you work at though. Okay. Well, well, well I would just say yeah, the OGs yeah, that yeah. I work with. Yeah. They uh, they were supposed to get union get union. Y'all in there, and then all of a sudden it just stopped. Um, I like, mean, it could be a number of reasons. Um, like Chris said, hospitals, they don't have a problem with dropping bills. And, and, and they said they, they, said the they, they, said they got paid off, like people got paid off, like what? to not. And, I, I, and I, I, I dislike when people, they always try to blame us when campaigns go wrong and say that the union got paid off. Right. And a lot of times people just get intimidated. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have seen it all. I don't have seen employers uh Actually, pay people, give people gift cards to Wawa, or get them overtime. Right. Um, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't see people get promoted. So to, to management, I don't see. So to your point, seen it all. Do, can we explain to the employees that like if you're getting paid, if you're if they're giving you overtime, they're not ex actually paying you. You're actually working. You're working for that. <laughs> you're right. working for that. Like they didn't give you anything. You actually <laughs> work for it. Well, they'll. When well, I say, first of all, I mean, they'll, they'll address they'll, it as they. They'll, they'll, they you know, if they I like, I'm, they throw you a bonus. Let's, let's, just say, let's say if if you know you you're an employee, they'll have you on a clock. You know, for let's say, I don't know, an extra 24 hours that week, just talking to your coworkers, right? Just saying how negative the union is. So you're not actually working. We'll, we'll pay you. You know, we'll keep you on the clock. Right, but we gotta be but smart. You, we have, have to be smarter than that, right? Because like the, vote, no. the seven years before that, you struggled every two weeks and lived check to check. Yeah. So now to keep the union out, you gave me twenty four additional hours. Like, <laughs> but that's the, thing, wild. the thing is too, like to your point that you were saying is like, you didn't you anything that you gave me, or I think that you gave me that's not contractually obligated can be taken back at any time. Absolutely. Yeah. So right. we always tell people because Sula's right when you get in these campaigns, they like. You know, they offer me a dollar to vote no. Take it. Uh -huh. Vote yes. Right. Right. Because yeah. once the once you lose the election, the union loses the election, I just come as the employer, I take the dollar right back. Right. Uh -huh. So we do have to be smarter, and you do have to realize this. This is our problem, right? And I hope everybody that's listening understands this. I don't care what workforce or industry you're in. You are a business. Right. So you business have to you. protect yourself. The best way you can protect yourself is through having a voice on your job that you have, you and your coworkers have come together to form a union and have collective bargaining rights to be able to say, I want to sit across the table from my employer and I want to talk about everything that has to do with my terms and conditions of working at this establishment. If you don't see yourself that way in life, 
then you got, you got a problem. problem. Yeah. Right. Because, so, uh, like we talked about it off air, I know our people got to feel like they better than $9 an hour, Indeed. Yeah. $10 an hour, 11 12 all that stuff, man. These are, Especially in our industry, you talking about hard jobs. Yeah. yeah. You ain't talking about something where you just sitting at the beach. This is hard health care jobs. You are saving lives and changing lives every day. You deserve to have a livable wage. You deserve to have health care. You deserve to have good terms and conditions of employment. And you are probably one of the more vital pieces in the building, right? Because although we have a top surgeon in this building, if yeah. we can't get you there, right? But that, like, like that he's goes, not the top surgeon. That, right. that, that mm-hmm. goes to what we do. So yeah. we we clean the ORs and we transport patients. So. The, the surgeries can't go down unless these rooms are clean. No nurses is in there jumping in doing anything. No. So I always tell, I always tell them like, like we always had these conversations. Yo, why don't we get together and just all call out? They can't do shit, but and no then, one has the heart to do it. Once you do have, if you have that top surgeon right at any hospital, and that's good if you got that. But once I come out of recovery, and I still got to be in the hospital for a few days afterward, it's that CNA mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. at your bedside. Yeah. It's that nurse. That's at your bedside. It's that that environmental service person who come in here making sure your room is clean. So mm-hmm. number one, you don't get any. You you can go home. Yeah. yeah. Then you got the people who, you gotta, like you said, you from be, transport you might got to take you out the bed so you can get downstairs to therapy so we can help rehabilitate you. So all of those uh, classifications is things that our union and other unions that's in the healthcare industry represent. That I just wish that the members that we have plus. Some of these folks who are not in the union, you got to understand that, man. You really, I'm going to tell you now, you better protect yourself with these employers. It's getting crazier and crazier every day with uh, the requirements and stuff that these uh-huh. people are doing and putting on you that all of it ain't even legal, right? right? When you start talking about staffing ratios, they setting you up to fail. Oh, Some of these people listen. go to school for years, right? So you have a license. That's what I mean. You're a business. Yeah. You have a license. You have a certification. You put your certification on a you put on your license on a line. In jeopardy. Yeah. Cause they short staff. Yeah. And they'll they'll yeah. crazy thing is they'll allow the workers to do it. Yeah. Right? Until they get court. And then they don't they don't back so them up. And they'll, and, they'll, okay. and they'll fire you in a second. <laughs> yeah, indeed. They'll fire you in a second. So for the people that don't know, what are some of the services that you that the union offers that would benefit its members? Are you you talking overall or are you talking No, just uh, some uh, of the you're talking eleven ninety nine six. Eleven ninety nine six. I mean, we have um, we have a training fund, and this is a tuition reimbursement. You know, people can go back to school, um, and it, um, it's really called the training and upgrading fund. Uh, and I, I love that it's called that because you, you, we all need to upgrade ourselves. So, you know, I, I might start out as a CNA, right? I go to school, become an LPN, become an RN. Um, we also have a, a legal fund, so that's just uh, nothing criminal. But sure. we have uh, lawyers to protect. Um, employees that's under that fund. So if you get like a traffic ticket, um, you know, divorce, uh, buying a home, things like that. Nothing, but nothing criminal. And some of the benefits of yeah. actually just the contract negotiations, right? Because oh, okay. some of the, I'm just saying, just add to it, just add to what you said, because like some people go without a raise for three, oh, yeah. four years the at biggest, a time. Yeah. That's the biggest that's thing common. that you have that's as common. a unionized employee in any workforce is a collective voice. Right. You know, yeah. once you have that collective voice, you able to sit across that table and say, here's what we want, right? right. And, and if we don't get this, then here's what we're going to do. Right. And without having the ability to do that, it's one-sided. You have right. an employer that's just coming in saying, here's the expectations. Go get it done. If not, 
I'll do whatever I, I want to do. You're yeah, an at-will will. employee. Yeah, at will, yeah. At-will employee, I've seen people, you can leave that badge. You can just be rushing. Forget your badge. Oh, you terminated. Yeah. Just right. something at-will. Where are you going? And then guess what? Your coworkers don't care about that issue. No. They like, damn, man, that's... That was up. my man, but yeah. I'm gonna pick up the hours. Yeah. I'm gonna pick up the hours. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let so, me see if I can get a schedule. So you know what I mean? Like you better have a collective voice, man. Right. You know what I mean? And I just think a lot of people just shy away from it or don't understand. Or some people, you know, they talk about the union dues or this, that, and the third. And like, dude, listen. yeah, that's a small fee compared to what you can oh, receive. Man. Yeah. And also not being fired at will. That's oh, enough. Man. That's that's key. Also, I think that's the, like the most vital I, thing. I think people don't realize that like, uh, we already like your annual raise or whatever you get doesn't keep up with inflation anyway. Nah, so if the company say like the company never tells you how much money they actually made, they say, oh, we had a bad year. There's no raises. That's it. Right. right. Keep pushing. Because or, or it could be a merit raise. Right. Know, not across the board. Right. I'm a pick We've and seen choose. that all over yeah. the place. Oh, that's my homie. Oh, you gonna get you got a raise. Yeah. You get. I seen. I seen us coming. And organized at this one place, right, where they counted people's experience more from the outside than they did for the people who was already there. So if I gave you ten years in the UVS and environmental services, how are you? How is the guy down the street who just applying? He don't even know where the bathrooms is in this hospital. You giving him more money than me, and you ain't even checking his experience. <laughs> this boy could have put. It really, really go down like that. I really worked at it Walmart. Really goes down or like that. You don't know that they're not even vetting this joint, and. <laughs> You're not gonna you're not gonna honor that person who gave you 15, 20 years, who gotta mm-hmm. train this man or woman that's mm-hmm. coming through the door that's too. The best you, part. Cause you gotta I'm train him. Yeah. And they gonna say, Well, you pay, I'm looking at these, we looking at when we when we do our uh information requests, I'm looking like, damn, well, these wages all over the place. Right. Like, why does this guy that don't make no sense. who came here last week, he's seven dollars above the guy who was twenty years. Oh, Ridiculous. he had fifteen years of experience. But he don't even know where the sockets is in this joint. Like, I'm like, this is crazy, man. And, it, and it's just it's just insane, man. But again, it goes to the, the, the overall message of what we're saying is like, you have to come together collectively. You have to protect your jobs because yeah. these jobs are going away, man. And, yeah. and, 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 and they're shrinking. And people, if you don't have a collective voice, if you're not represented by a union, man, you're in, you in, you in a jam. I'm telling you. Because yeah. I feel like you're already doing twice the work when you're not. In a union oh, yeah. situation, for sure. like you're for doing sure. a job with two people. People call out. People call out. They don't worry about that. We, we, y'all just right. we gonna get y'all overtime. Y'all just gonna they work can y'all tell ass you off. anything. Yeah. What professionals do you have that's gonna be able to dispute what this employer is telling? Mm-hmm. And most of the time, especially us, you just gonna we go with it. it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. No, no that's, I've that's, seen that's people true. try to. Kill. I had patient transporters that they come and say, "Oh, this is the national standard. You got to be able to get." This person from their room to rehab been three minutes. I'm like, dude, you gotta. This is 15 stories. You can't even get up the elevator. Like, wait, 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 wait for the elevator for 15 minutes, man. You, who, Everybody using them. I'm like, yo, who timed this joint? Show me where the national standard is. And I'm and, and think about it. If you go into a small hospital somewhere, if it's like 10 patient transporters. They not gonna. No you're killing yourself. Yeah, nah, you know right. what I'm saying. And, 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 and it's just like it's insane, man, that these folks. It's it crazy that that's even time. Yeah, no, it, no, it's actually time. It's like, crazy it's that that's time. It's time than everything. Award times. How long it takes you to clean an award? It's that's time. time. That it's all wild. about money. It's like, yo, how how many yo, patients can we get surgeries done? Even the insurance carriers and all of these people play a role in it. Why you think now 
If you go to, you ever seen? If you if you haven't, just watch the next time you go to your primary care. They, you, it, it, you in and out. It's like a car wash. Yeah, in and out. Doctor come in for five they minutes. Because you, <laughs> you know why? If you stay past a certain time. You throw the whole day off. It's gone. Yeah. The whole day gone. Mm-hmm. They not paying for that. I'm yeah. paying for him to get in there to yeah. five minutes. Why you think they're going to stuff like urgent care? Yeah. Utilization yeah. Like, management, baby. All of this stuff is designed to destroy us, man. So yeah. it's just that we don't realize this stuff, man. We think it's like, oh, it's quicker, fast. Oh, yeah, I'm in it. It's nah. like, bro. It's not good you talk to the CNA more. The, what is it? I don't know who it is. Probably CNA. Uh, you, talk, you spend more time with the CNA at your primary care doctor than you do with the actual doctor. They doing more. He coming for two minutes. Too, they man. doing more now. Yeah. Think about this. I just went to the dentist the other day, right? I spent more time with the, the technician. The, did all the work. Dennis coming. Oh, he come like, oh, oh, she did a good job. Right, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, damn, well, what's my man doing? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Listen, don't get me wrong. She the do a job, but it's like it's just designed to show you that it's just these things are going away, man. It's going away. The surgeons don't even really operate on you. It's like they everybody else in there. Yeah, his name just on it. Yep, it's he, crazy, he just man. coming at the injury surgery, make sure everything all right. It's, w- it's wild. It's wild, man. And I just hope that uh, you know we wake up, man, and realize like we got an opportunity, man. Especially in our city, we got an opportunity to change some stuff, and we just got to be forceful about it. You got to have a plan, and you got to be organized. All right. So we have twenty six percent of Philadelphians live below the poverty line. Yeah. How do we change that? And I, I know y'all don't have all the answers, but how do we make a, a dent in that? Because people are buying real estate for three, four $400,000 in these neighborhoods that we just talked about. Right. right. So somebody's making money somewhere along the line, Right. but just, 26% of Philadelphians live below the poverty line. The poverty line is something crazy, like yeah. $27,000. Right. Because well, we don't have sustainable jobs, and we don't have uh, opportunities for folks to move into the workforce to get above that line. You know what I mean? When you think about the jobs, think about the jobs that's even being afforded to people. I'm yeah. still in poverty. Yeah. You feel me? Like, I got this job, but I'm still below the poverty line. Those things are not being looked at, and you, you're, you're not having sustainable jobs. Another thing that we're not doing is, thing, especially where it hurts us, is because we talked off air, but it's, it's, it's legit. I mean, the system is designed to, to hurt us, I right? Agree. Sure. Right. So from everything, from what's put in our community all the way to where you go as an adult, right? And the problem is is that when you look at even the reentry back into society, what's there for you? You know what I mean? Like, we starting the thing now with Larry. Shout out to Larry Krasner and uh, yeah, Philadelphia District yeah, Attorney. I know Krasner. people is crazy, but Larry's a good— Larry's the, one of the best politicians in the city of Philadelphia— um, and I think if we didn't have him, you know, it'd be a lot more of us who will continue not to get a fair shake, especially in the criminal justice system. And I don't care who who want to argue me with that. I see it. Trust right. me. Right. But there's no real reentry plan around some of this stuff, man. So you take you put us in in a system that was already designed to make me make a bad decision. I make right? the bad decision. I make the bad decision. Then I go away, pay my debt, come back with no real options. Yeah. So Make you continue to, over again. the yeah. jobs that are available are not sustainable jobs, right? right? right. And the jobs in the industries that they're going into, how do you get into some of them? And when you don't have a real plan, how do you get into some of them? And like a lot of people talk apprenticeship. I love apprenticeship, but I don't love apprenticeship that's only geared towards one in, one industry or one culture. Right. Right. 
That's that's usually how it goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> usually how it goes. Exactly then, how it goes. And then we also we also could take it a step further too, you know, because um, yeah, having more jobs and pretty much having decent jobs um, can help the problem. But we gotta be honest too, man. We gotta break that generational curse, and we gotta start focusing on financial literacy, man. Absolutely. Um, right. And just having different conversations at the dinner table with our kids, um, right? Because, and I'm a victim of this. You know, when I was 18, in my 20s, I, I didn't have a clue, man. I honestly, man, I'm, I'm still lost out here trying to find myself. And You know what? This, this is what I think with us, right? Us as black men, right? Um, we don't like being vulnerable because I know Chris, but I don't want Chris to know that I don't got it all together. Yeah, right. that's right. true. That's crazy. That's if he honest, got game that I don't got, that's the ego. bro, I'm telling you, like, listen, oh, that's the, that's the move? That's the play. I'm I'm making that move tomorrow. Exactly. But that's like when I, when I came in here and I just listened to y'all like that conversation. Just yeah, this game back and forth. But we got to do that more often. Yeah, correct. But, but we got to that's I mean that's that's one of the answers too getting people out of poverty, man. Cuz I can get you a good job shit. I mean we have situations where people win a lottery. They can win a lottery for millions of dollars. You don't know what to do and with the money. And they're broke. Yeah. Yeah, Within it, three years, because even I can give you a lot of money, but if you don't know how to save, you don't know about investing. Right. I think all, that, all, like you said, man, yeah. it just go back to from the beginning, man. What are we putting in the minds of our children? Exactly. And, right. And, and and what are we allowing them to even believe they can acquire? If I'm going to allow my son or daughter to think that you can't acquire this, that's crazy. Because of your female or your African American female or. You know, whatever it is, like you just can't allow that, man. And bye bye, that's all the reason why you could acquire. It. Yeah, like you can't. Half the reason it. you could get all of this, you what? Because you black. Right. You just <laughs> gotta take pride in yeah. ownership, and you gotta own. You gotta you gotta take pride in ownership, and you gotta realize that you are a business from the time you come out. Indeed. From the time you're birthed, you are a business. So I say that right. I say that a lot with relationships, right? You in a relationship, bro, that shit is more business than it is relationship. Bro, yeah. Sex is cool and all that. <laughs> you do more business with this person. Oh, for sure. You, gotta you live sign, with this person. You got to sign paperwork. Yeah. You got to sign long-term paperwork in this society to say that you and I should be together. Because we like each other. I see, did y'all see this? My man put this. I, maybe the marriage joint. The marriage joint is wild. Did you see? I mean, I, the joint where he was, when they was like, what if you got to renegotiate? Like, so if I got a marriage, if I'm married and... It's three-year terms. I now get to come back to the table. She could tell me what you want me to do differently or what I want you to do differently. Like, we was in the group chat, like, yo, do y'all think this would work? Like, how how would this? Because it is a business. So it's, you it's to all stay, business. You supposed to stay in something 20 years that don't work? That's crazy. That's crazy. No, that's crazy. But if you go, if you go, and I know some of the chicks would kill me, but if you went to them and like, no, nah, I'm not signing that. We're going to be together forever, but I'm not signing that. Right. right. Because I care about what I have. Right. And people say this all the time. Like, people think, like, prenups and shit is for these wealthy people. Oh, that's a good Dog, business deal. You have to know what you're going to do. When it goes left, you have to know what everything's getting. And where you get jammed up sometimes is that you don't realize that the stuff that you thought you didn't have to talk to he or she about, you do. Mm-hmm. Think right. about it right now. That pension that you had. You on paperwork with this man or woman. You that go to she, them. How, you think you can ready to get out of here and you ain't got to say, yo, how much of that goes? She don't have to, she ain't have to push a patient around ever with you. Right. But you got to split. She need, gotta, I need some of that, court, Commonwealth of Pennsylvania say, bro, you got to, what, what deal y'all going to cut? Right. right so if you, when you, when you got to use the terms deal and all that shit, you already know you're in a business. Right. Business, yeah. But 
we don't design Boom. it that way because like, oh, I'm in love. Yeah. Or I'm in this, I'm in that. Yeah, y'all about, y'all about to scare, y'all about to scare a lot of young people, man. No, but it's, <laughs> bro, I swear, it's, it's right I swear, time. it's even to the point of like we use coming to America as a reference, right? Yeah. When James, what's what, uh, um, James Earl, what, where are you talking? James Earl, whatever his name. James Earl Jones. No, right. Jones. Jones. The reason why he wanted him to marry the other, the Jones that he was bringing him, is for their family. Right. See, yeah. they viewed it completely different. Right. Like, your family is wealthy, my family is wealthy, but we don't have the resource that your family has. Exactly. And we have a resource that y'all don't have, but when we get range. together, yeah. right. we bring it all together. But most cultures, you real, it's like that's that. how they do it. Like, you ain't just going down, you ain't picking Shorty up in the club. Yeah, no, this I, is like, I, I'm cool with her dad. Correct, we've been playing this for 20 years. And he got this, right. this is bigger than Nino and Brown, you, and he got that. <laughs> and I need that. You know what I mean? It's bigger than Nino Brown. We gotta look at it like that, bro. Yeah, yeah. If you start in the race 100 yards behind, you have to take measures to put yourself eventually sure. ahead. Sure. You have to take measures. So do we see something that like $15 an hour minimum wage helping across America? Absolutely. I think it'll help. Once you get there and you're able to achieve it, it'll help. I mean, anytime you're going to give them more, it'll help. But I think where it won't help is if you, um, you know, when you start looking at what's taxable and what's not allowed to come back to those employees and things like that. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to give me 15 Dollars an hour, and then taxes are going to continue to rise. Yeah, I'm taking all back. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> it, it's, you gotta. But I, what I, and again, it goes back. You know, it's no plug, but this is why you gotta join the union because if they gonna start you at the base of fifteen dollars an hour, and then the union is suing them, come in and get you every three years, you getting this and that percentage. Right. I'm over. I got a higher base, so that's what we should be fighting for. People should be in the streets. To demand for certain things. Absolutely. Like, the hell with what they doing in Harrisburg or city council. Get in these streets and demand, like, yo, this is what, we ain't moving. Right. Like, yeah. if you had collective and unity and solidarity around real issues that affect our community, Change yo, ain't nobody moving. Right. Change happens tomorrow. Change people, happens tomorrow. Yeah. People yeah. lazy, man. People get scary. No, man. you know what it is? So. We are content. That, that that too you got you because oh I can't lose what I got yeah right. it's conditional you don't got nothing people, it's conditional I mean, people got, homes, like people got nice cars conditional travel content. things like that so right. so yeah. I'm cool like I want to be with you I'm cool though because I got I can't give up this, this house though, bro. Right. Well, I'm cool because I got this car or that manager that we want like you said we want to do a walkout but that manager is my homie because they kind of give me some shifts every once in a while so I'm right. kind of cool it's conditional content yeah. and you can't be that way. I mean, you got to realize that things will change. That manager who hooking you up will be gone tomorrow. Right. Now what happens? You know what I'm saying? Like these taxes that's out of control. Now what happens? This job, this 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 minimum wage job, now what happens? You know if we don't fight for what listen, you got so many industries that's underpaid is is ridiculous. Yeah. Like but what if you don't fight, what's going to happen? You got police you got teachers. Teachers. Teachers are as wild. underpaid. Yeah. Super. Very Listen, underpaid. Listen, when you see what, especially in the city of Philadelphia, when you see what teachers make in the city of Philadelphia, and then you take a 10-minute ride to Montgomery County and see what teachers make in Montgomery County, bro. Yeah. Let me tell you this. Like, and everybody says this anywhere you go, and this is just like basic shit that's like, well, then why we don't pay them the most? Everybody will tell you. Sue just said it, and he's right. Like, educating yourself is one of the best tools you will have. Yeah. So if this person is responsible for me educating myself from the time I'm in, you know, pre-K all the way up, 
how are you paying them thirty thousand dollars a year mm, or forty five thousand dollars a year? I just like, don't even know how they do it. This person is rearing me even more, honestly, even more than your parents. The parents they spend the, more they, time with you. These people are rearing these kids. Yeah. So how can you say that education is this, that, and the third, but we don't pay these people at that level? You mold so, these kids' minds. I, I don't get it, man. And those are the things I would think. And this is what's just messed up with our country. I gave you thirty five. Like, I gave you thirty five thousand. Thirty students, right? From and, all, that's crazy. That, that, in that, unsuitable conditions. As soon as you said that, the you numbers. Gotta, you gotta you, and now you getting a, a mix of students. Yep. Right. So you don't even know what level we on. Yep. You right. know what I'm saying? So I might not even belong in this class, and it's 36 of us, and it's like, Bro, come on, man. You know how this going to go. You know how yeah, it's going to go. That. So then, how does the kid that actually uh, should be there and want to learn? How does he or she learn? Mm-hmm. You know, because you got to keep telling little Chris to sit down every five minutes. Yeah, because you know little saying? Chris shouldn't be in his class. He shouldn't be in right. his class. <laughs> right. No, right. You know what I'm saying? So it, 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 got, it gets out of control, man. <laughs> yeah. And then do we have a real plan for little Chris? Because once you do put some of these kids in this separate class, well, what's the plan for them? You and know then what? what happens is, and you see this in jails, man. We do these visits in the jails. Like, there's, these, there's people with real mental health issues that don't belong there. Right. And then Agreed. you just got no. that person walking around CFCS. He should be a like, fair about. This is crazy. <laughs> but we ain't got a way else for you. Yeah, we, we got a way We put you in jail. Like, this is wild. But little Chris may learn different, right? So little Chris may be a hands-on learner where he has to do to learn. That's right. why I don't think, like, school as an entire system, bro. You tell me every kid that is born is meant to sit down for seven hours a day yeah. and just be talked to? That's crazy. No. Nah. That's why the schools with more win yeah. because it's, like, it's interactive. You get a laptop. You yeah. get... You know what you I mean? Small, like, small I talked to my man the other day. Classes. I said he was on his way to take his uh, kids' iPad, pro, I mean, uh, Max book, Mac book Pro back to school. Like, damn, this guy gets seventh grade. Like, <laughs> right. he like, he like, no, my kid get one every year. I'm like, what? You know what I mean? Like, these is kids, it's just the lack of resources that is out there is crazy, man. And then, it, 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 but again, it's all, it's all designed to be that way. It's no Indeed. different than the stores that's in our neighborhood. Right, bro. Yo, I never go to the suburbs. I keep it yeah. hundred. There's two entire fast food stores in the entire town. Mm-hmm. Go to the hood. Yeah, all over. The I place. just got one. I've never seen a Chinese store close down in any hood. Oh, like, no. when you ever seen one? It's like, yo, they went out of business or they shut down. I've never seen it. Now I might see Poppy in them. They might get Poppy shut down every down. once in a while. And I, I never but seen, a Chinese oh, no, store that was Chinese in my hood either. is still there. Yeah. And I'm 34. It's been there for 34 years. It's still there. People still going in every day giving food. And it was put in, I'm t- yo, where, you, and they, they have them, because I see, people like Chinese food. It's few and far it between, food, though. But and it's a different setup. Where's that joint out in, in Lower Marion? It's a different setup. It's a restaurant. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely a restaurant. It's fast casual. It's definitely a ca- uh, So definitely it's just crazy, man, what they put in, in, our, in our neighborhoods and what we're susceptible to and. You know, what All they right. try to get you to believe, man. I got two questions. I got Ooh, you. Go ahead. Go ahead. Right, you go. So, so the, the place that I work, we don't, we, we can't, we ain't going <laughs> to no, get into no, all that. Because we going to talk. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't yeah, say so, uh, the place that I work. <laughs> say that shit, man. No, no, no. We don't want to blow cover. I'm joking, <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> the place that I work, we, uh, we, 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 we kind of. We do the numbers and we see how much we, we get paid versus other hospitals. Okay. And we like the low, low man on the totem pole. But. They, this is what they do. They say, uh, we give you free tuition, blah, like, and like they, 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 uh, when you buy a house, they give you money towards that and all okay. that. Okay, yeah. 
And I, my thing is, he's not giving you anything, right? Yeah, you know, you because he writes that off. He gets exactly. credit for that. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah but he's giving thing. you all the stuff. He know we ain't going to use. Exactly, yeah. and that, that too. That's so what my thing is, is yeah. going into that. I want to know how do how do we go about getting eleven ninety nine C where I work. I mean, it's a it's a it's a simple a real simple process um, in organizing. The first step is typically what um, the good thing is with eleven ninety nine C having a good reputation and. Um, Chris is a, a well-known figure in the city. Uh, we get a lot of calls from workers that want to uh, that want to unionize, and surprisingly, a lot of employees do still believe in unions. Um, but the uh, first step is we take that call, or um, you know, I could just randomly. Or you just, take that podcast. Yeah, you know I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. we gonna leave a number at the end. <laughs> um, you know, you take a call, set a meeting with that, you know, with that individual. Sometimes they bring in their coworkers, uh, stuff like that, and um, we just lay out a plan. How many coworkers should he bring? As um, many as he can. It, it all it all um it all depends on the side. So we, I'm just gonna use 100 employees. Okay. I know it's more than that, but I'm just gonna use 100 employees. Um, by law, you only have to sign up 30 percent just to have an election. But our process we like to have about 70 to 75 percent because we know that the employer um, will scare some employees and we mm-hmm. will will we will lose support. It happens every campaign, mm-hmm. so we like to aim high so we can be successful in winning the campaign. Um, but it's just simply just signing a petition, or we call them interest cards. Get enough people signed up on interest cards. And um, once we have enough uh, people signed up on interest cards, we like to prep them first and prepare them on what the, the employer will do to try to um, intimidate you not to join the union. And once we feel that the workers um, are pretty much prepared, we file a petition with the National Labor and Relations Board, the NLRB. And um, once we file a petition, They'll put together an um, election for the workers to vote the union in. Okay. And well, see, you got to, to Sue's point, I think most workers mess up. Even the ones that want to join the union, like you might have your whole department, and you'll run to Sue and be like, yo, I got my whole department. We ready. You got to understand, under the law, you have the labor board determines who can organize. Right. So you got non-professionals. You got professionals. You got mm-hmm. technical employees. You got nurses. Everybody, like, we couldn't just go, whatever department, if you patient transport right. and you got 20 employees, we can't just get all those people to sign up mm-hmm. and then you bring them to Sewell and say, well, we want us to join the union. You got to get the workers, as Sewell's saying, once they come out and they show interest and you're getting people, like, you got to explain to them that you need all of those non-professional categories that the labor board says falls under non-professional. right. right. And a lot of times, even with eager campaigns, the the workers give up because they like, well, damn, I don't know nobody that's in uh, 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 the office buildings that right. might be and, uh, clerical employees that got to go and with you. Chris, right. and also um, spell out, like, the, the, the departments. Yeah, so you got non-professional, like, like at Hahnemann. Let's use Hahnemann. We talked about that a lot tonight. So I told you we represent the non-professionals, which is your traditional housekeeping, laundry, dietary, maintenance, um, patient transport, Sometimes even some of your um even some of your technical or clerical employees, depending on the nature of their jobs, can fall under non professional. And then we also have a unit of techs. Mm-hmm. So again, we have two contracts there because those techs, the only way you can do it is like when you organize a group that's at a higher classification, when what Sewell talked about at your election, that particular employee will see two questions on their ballot. They would say, one, do you want to be represented by District 1199C, yes or no? And then two, do you wish to be 
folded in with non-professional employees, yes or no. Okay. So whenever they decided to organize 40 years ago, they were separate. Or the non-professional traditional units went first, and then the text came later, and the law was already in place where you can't mold them together. Mm -hmm. So we got to help people from the beginning to understand how you're going to achieve this plan. Right. Mm -hmm. Because, like I said, even the most eager campaigns, people get disappointed when Sewell got to tell them, like, Yo, I know, bro, you just signed up all of dietary. But in order but to get need. to that 75, yeah. that 70 to 75 percent he's talking about got to go across, it might go across 15 departments. Right. 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 And right. when you talking about where we want to go now, bigger employers, that is a lot of employees. Yeah. Like you think about that, uh, like non-professional at, 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 uh, at Children's Hospital, our largest place, that's 1,300 people. So yeah. could you imagine right now Having to go in and try to organize, you need a you need a you a need team. a real plan. Yeah, you got to be organized, and you got to have most time. You got to have some type of voice or representation from all of those departments that the labor board lays out for you. Mm -hmm. But again, anything that's worth having is worth fighting for. So my plug is like, yo, everybody that's listening to this, y'all got to join the union, man. You got to join the union, and I don't care what industry it is. If you are in the Teamsters, join the union. If you electrician, join the union. If you a nurse, join the union. If you CNA, join the union. If you die, join the union. I don't care where you are. If you're a teacher, get in that union. Because a collectively bargained contract is one of the best things you can have when it when you talk about your terms and conditions of employment. Otherwise, you at will. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, when you get the job, if you at will, Especially us, we ain't reading no policy or handbook, so you don't even know what the hell you got. At all, you just sign it. You think that this employer really just gave you something, so you happy anyway. You ain't trying to really ruffle yeah. no feathers by even act like you said. You ain't even asking HR. So like, what do this call out policy mean? Yeah. You like, bro, I don't even call out. Yeah. But then you then you start <laughs> you calling call out. out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you learn you learn the policies to your coworkers. You go, yeah, you know what I mean. Sometimes you but they give it, it to you wrong. Saying. Yeah, so you it. so you gotta like, it's no way that people should still be at will. And I don't right. care. I don't care. I hear this sometimes too. Like, oh, well, you know, I work in the county, so they treat us like what? Are you crazy? First of all, to your point, you know how much they getting away with? Yeah. At a uh, good at a Bryn Mawr hospital, in terms of like, cause you, you think, cause you bonded, cause you think you have a good job. Yo, mainline. As soon as you health, say I have a good job, you lost me. Mainline yeah. health is not paying you your worth. I nah. don't care what people say. And like I, you can no, take any of them rates, You can take any of them rates, and you can shove them shits because at the end of the day, they're not giving you what that mainline hospital takes in. Right. Right, and it happens. It happens all the about, time. Too. Think about this: you yeah. talking about people who come to the hospital with insurance. Yeah, you they get how, paid. You, you know how different that is at yeah. Temple yeah. or at yeah. Jefferson right. or at Hahnemann, where you don't even know if my man who got shot. Oh, he don't. He, got. he might not. So they already cheating you because nine times out of ten, if those people on got good private insurance carriers. They got good jobs because they live out in those communities, and you're not seeing that reimbursement back from that person coming through the ER, being admitted, or surgeries going upstairs. Like, you're not seeing that back, bro. Mm -hmm. 
but you think you are. Hospitals clean. We're doing well. They not going through what Hahnemann going through. So you think you rolling. Mm-hmm. Right. right. You getting robbed. And they're giving you a little bit more, right? Because, like, the people that they're pulling are not from their community. So I have to get people that live 45 minutes away. So I give you mm-hmm. a little bit more. You're like, oh, they pay more out there. No, they don't. You travel you farther. Travel. Right. No, they don't. They don't pay right. more. You yeah. travel farther. Right. So, and that's the calls we get a lot, too, man. That's, I, I dislike these type of calls. When people are terminated or something happened at the job where it's not union, then they... Give me a call. But that goes back to Sue's point. That's our culture. Because I'll ride dirty until I get in an accident. Oh, damn. Let me go get a shot. I I don't have full coverage. I don't want to handle it. Chris, you ain't ain't right, Chris. I watch people, especially our folks, right? Uh, Like some of these employers will have like different health care packages. So I just sit back sometimes, like open the room, and I'll sit there and I'll watch people. High deductible. Yo, Nothing going to happen to me. They will come in. They will come in and say, oh, that joint is 35? Oh, give, me right, give me that joint. Here's the thing, right? And I learned this the hard way. And again, it go back to our people, how we Bro, you know what you get for $35? Yo, a butter knife. I'm telling you. Listen, <laughs> in, our, in our industry, we learned this, right? And I urge everybody to do it. I don't care what job you got. Go to your employer tomorrow and say, you know what? I want the summary plan description for my health plan. That is going to tell you what we call your plan design. So you need to know everything that's in there because things will happen to you. I had it happen to me. I went to Disney World. My daughter was eight months. We flew down. Everything was perfect. We got there. We get in her dress, and, like, she just wasn't herself. So we, like, we see this mask that's growing on her shoulder. We're like, what the hell is this? So we start poking it. She's going crazy, right? Long story short, she wound up getting staph infection. She had to have emergency surgery or she would have died, right? If you don't know what, like, so of course you're going to be like, have the emergency surgery, right? But then when you get back to Philly, the you bill. got bills that's you unbelievable. You got, you out of network. Mm-hmm. They airlifted you. Yeah. They, uh, you flew to three, four different hospitals. Airlifted, 20,000. This surgery, if you don't know your plan, you can't, well, you can go in there and employ like, yo, I got a bill for 20 grand, like, who that's on? That's on you. Remember, you came in here and took the $35 plan. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so really, if you would have took the $75 plan, that, that $20 recover. might be down to $1,500 the, for you. The, the, you 35, the $35 plan gets you one annual visit. Like, yeah. That's what we're going to be thinking. Yo, an annual visit, guys. I'm telling you, man, like, search. I seen a dude the other day. His search, it was reversed. It was like the employer picked up $1,500. He paid $3,500. What? For, for your, yo, bro, you got this. Are you crazy? You paying for this? Like, and that's the thing. Like, we just walk in, we look at the thing. Okay, this is eighty. Family is a hundred. You know, me and my spouse is this. And you just gonna pick? You know how we are, bro. I'm there. What's, like, price? Yeah, what's, what's the cheapest? Yeah. And price. it's like insurance. Like, like I said, I got a lot of people riding around. Nice cars too. No full insurance. <laughs> they don't tell you that when you get in the joint either. You get into a terrible accident. And then they tell you, I'm bro. Like, yeah. They say, bro, don't call insurance, bro. Yo, I'm like, yo, my man got it because he rolling. Right. He like, bro, listen, Chris, I'm sorry, man. You know I ain't got no insurance. <laughs> <laughs> like, what well, damn? You ain't tell me that yo, when we jumped in the joint and ride up. I thought that was played out. I know people still had the fake insurance. All right, listen. Two questions before we get about it. The wealth gap, is it going to get worse or do we make some, do we do we gain some ground over the next, you got to look at it big, worse. next next 30 years? It gets worse. It gets worse. It gets worse. I think that's important for people to know it Absolutely. gets worse because that means your condition now, Yeah. magnify that to however bad or good you think it's going to be. Right. It's going to be that much worse or that much better for you, wherever you fall on the spectrum. That's why I go back to what I've been saying the whole show. You have to have 
pride and ownership. Yes. You have to become a business because the gap is going to get wider. So what you do is you got to change your method of how you're going to eat. Right. Your method of how you're going to eat is not going to be based off of this person that you punch in that clock for. Yeah, right. That's true. You have to start putting one foot in and one foot out. Right. Until you can put both foots out. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's what you got to do because especially if we continue continue to lose the lose the game at the highest level with the politics and these people who are making these decisions for us. Like it's going to get a lot. <laughs> Think about how backwards our system is. You talking about taxing less the people who are wealthy. Like, I mean, if you just look what your man just did, what the guy just did, like, he's like, no, this show will work out for y'all. Bro, everybody else paid more taxes. Yeah, right. And the 1% was like, no, that joint is cool. <laughs> so right there, that's there, it. you, you yep. jam. You're not getting a break and you make less. What's so why thing? should I? No, pay? but he told this whole base. He's like, this joint will be better for y'all. Bro, he, like, it's crazy. I mean, he, so, he didn't lie to him, though. But So it's, it's, it's it going to get wider. But I think. Well, if I mean, we just focus and get organized in our own little communities and groups that we have, it'll be a lot better for us, man. I mean, we got to put pride in ownership, and we got to become a business. Hey, Chris, do you think people waking up, though? Because uh, I feel like, I, think, I, I know it's going to get worse, I think but I here do, feel, there, like, man, I do I feel like people I think we wake up on. for seasons, and then we go back to sleep. <laughs> and then we wake yeah, up hibernation. Again, and we go yeah. back to sleep. Yeah. And we want everything so quick. So, like, if we say tonight, if we, like, yo, man, because I think you brought up a good point, which is, like, everybody's so afraid to be who they are, especially around the people that's, like, your guys. That's true. Right. So, Crazy. if you my guy and you say tonight, like, yo, let's start X, Y, and Z, I should be able to say I'm in, but I don't have it all. Right. right? Then to just be like, yo, I'm in, and now I'm struggling to compete with y'all to make you think I got yeah. it all. And all you doing is hurting us even more. Yeah, so you crippling it, the whole team now. You you yeah. you you got. I mean, they wake up, but it's only for seasons. You know what I mean? Everybody do it. All right. right. Last question: How important is twenty twenty election, presidential election? Man, everything. Oh. Everything's riding on that. But, but, I mean, but we gotta we gotta find the Democratic side. We gotta we gotta. Yeah, the Democrats got to gotta go. It gotta go back to what I said. And I'm not saying cheat to win. But what I'm saying is you got to get aggressive, right? Yeah. And you got to be able to touch bases of people who don't normally participate in the process. I love the Democratic Party, and I I, I get what they're saying, but, yo, that's not touching my young boy down it's the not, street. Don't, right. No effect. No effect. Right. Think no about effect. it. Even if you look at Obama, it pulled people out because it's the it first time they have an African-American president. But it didn't pull him out over policy. No. It didn't pull him out over anything else, lawmaking. It didn't pull him out it was over the that. car effect. Right. So what you got to do, what Trump won is that he touched his base, right? A base that we all knew was there, but they wasn't participating like that, too, because people mm-hmm. were scared to say what he, what he was saying. What he's saying, right? Yeah. So And think about this. The feminist movement went against Hillary. Mm-hmm. So yeah. even white women told her, like, yo, sis, we good. I don't believe it. I'm, I'm all for women, but I don't believe in you. Yes. They, they, they told her that, like, yo, bro, my my husband, he still controlled his household. Yeah. So mm-hmm. who is he? Are oh, we good on you, right? So everything is riding on 2020. I'm a little concerned that, you know, you might not be able to beat him. Yeah, I don't think we can beat him. No, that's I don't yeah, think we have a candidate. That's, that's I don't think we have a candidate in a race that can beat him. And that's why I wanted to get at, like, because the candidates that's out there, I'm— Bro, they're not polarizing enough as figures. And And then what happens is we all, Democrats, we do the dumbest stuff. We're like, we all going to sit out. 
So if I'm Bernie, yeah. you you Biden, if Biden get the nomination, the Bernie people sitting out. If Bernie get the nomination, oh, no, he's... Like, no, and then what happens is I don't vote, or you let that third person... Look at the third... You give all your look, votes look, to the third person and just waste it. That was wasted. Waste it. That wasted 500,000 votes yep. that could have went to Hillary. Yep. Right. You feel me? Yep. And it's just like, I don't know, man. I think we're going to need a, 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 a change in strategy. And uh, sure. whatever the whoever the Democratic nominee winds up being, you know, you better hope it's somebody that can touch the people and somebody that can make communities and organizations and folks who, like, typically yeah. don't participate you know what I mean? Participate. And that's going to be hard, too, because, like, a lot of younger, especially blacks, man, they, they really are starting to hold these kind of, uh, politicians accountable, man, especially, like, with the reparation um, movement and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, A lot of people, you know, they're asking politicians them difficult questions, like, what are you going to do for my community? And a lot of Democratic... Bro, um, they folded. They folded. See, they folded. folded. And they dancing dance, um, dance around the question, too. But see, on that presidential level, that joint get really difficult because... Yeah. It's hard to say what I'm gonna do for you when I'm supposed gonna to do, run the country. Right? <laughs> like it's hard to get that connection between what any of those top candidates on either side of the aisle is gonna say to you that's gonna make that young person get up or anybody just yeah. get up and say, yo, I'm really rocking with that because he or she touched me in a way. You can put these debates on TV right now. Ain't nobody leaving out of there energized. Right, Ain't nobody right. leaving out of there like, yo, you know what? The boy who said, or the girl who said, or the woman who said, like, ain't nobody leaving out of there yeah. like that. It's right. like Yo, probably gonna be Biden, right? And we gonna see how that go. And we're gonna kill him with jokes. And that's my theory. And then what happened <laughs> is you gonna have to tie the oh, really. And again, man, and it's just strategy. So then what they what he gonna do is he, he gonna tie any of them who any any white uh, Democratic presidential candidate is gonna have to tie. They gotta go to, to a black woman. They gotta go to minority, yeah. right? Yeah. Or some type of minority, right? And then if you don't bring the right Two individuals together, then you can. Yeah. I just, I yeah. just hope, I hope you come correct, because I can say that these these young boys in the city and just throughout the country, but they ain't going for the politicians coming in the hood dancing, eating chicken. Oh yeah, like that, that, that. Man. we we <laughs> got to do. I want, think they want tangibles. Man. The thing is, we got a lot of work to do. If we yeah. gonna, cause cause whatever you know, we gonna have to sell whatever it is. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. And whatever it winds up being, that's gonna have to be for us at the smallest level to the highest level. Like we might have to get. A group of young guys together and put our resources together to say, we're going to make sure all y'all go vote. And y'all got to understand at the lowest level why this person is better than this person. And and we got to do that in drones and we got to do that across the country. Like, that's how you're going to beat him. Even if we don't get a candidate that is like charismatic and can touch the people and can energize the people. Then it's gonna start at our level as community organizers who gonna to have to get in the room and say, "Yo, you got five, I got five, you got five. Let's bring them here." And this is what we need y'all to do. And we gonna to have to put our own resources together because the Democratic Party won't see that. They won't see that involved. Most time they gonna tell you, "Don't touch that person." Yeah. Where the super voters at? That's who we want. we want you to knock his or her door because you vote. Mm-hmm. But you need everybody. You're not beating that. Yeah. You're not beating that when you got a, a voice of people that's coming out because this guy's saying he want to make America great again. And they all know what that means. Yeah, so his yeah. one line touched me. Oh, bro. Yeah. yo. That's what I'm I was, talking about. I knew we was I done. I ain't do that for 20 years. That's I, what I'm talking I about. I knew we was done when you see how many people was at them polls, man. Yeah. Because that one line resonated. So what our line going to be? Because even the shit that they touch, we ain't getting up. 
I mean, people got up and was in, like I said, ain't nobody in the street. I mean, people, some of us even selling food stamps, so that's your hustle. You weren't even in the streets. Mm-hmm. That they trying to reform your shit. Right. right. You, you might you might right. make an extra bean right. off of this joint. Right. right. You know right. what I mean? But they what they don't even we missing our we missing our lines and we missing our callings when it's like it's right there for us. Like right. when he all he gotta do is say one line that got all their asses out. Right. Cause they knew what that meant. But sure. So what, what we think? We think uh, Donald Trump he he picked up some momentum or lost some momentum. Uh, I think he's still strong as ever, man. I don't think he lost nothing. Yeah, it's gonna be a fight, then, man. So it, I think. <laughs> listen, I, think I think. I think if he do something like help get ASAP Rocky out of jail, it's over. He good. He is over. I don't think it's nothing he can do at this point. He did everything that the Dems or anybody else ain't been able to make stick. Yeah. That this man can't do. That he that just gonna come to a point where it's like, all right, you know what? We good on him. Like, what else you need him to do? What else you need this man to do at this point to tell you, like, we good? And people think that all of that stuff, I told you, man, we be woke for certain periods of time. I say this all the time, right? Uh, The Starbucks situation, right? But now niggas back in Starbucks. Everywhere else, H&M, yeah. Gucci. We just it's, only period, it's, only, it's only a period of time. You're 100% so right. So you go back to sleep. Yeah. Listen, we appreciate y'all for coming out tonight, man. Thank y'all very uh, much. Man. Much needed conversation. Hey, Tom, Thank y'all, man. I appreciate Tom, Tom flew, man. Yeah, we could, we could definitely, uh, you know, <laughs> y'all gotta extend the platform to yeah, y'all, man. Yeah, man. Y'all gotta tell us when y'all, man, because this, this is first of all, thank y'all for having us. This is this is a, a, a great podcast that y'all have, and we need more of this type of stuff to be able to touch our community. This is the stuff that the young people will click on. Right. And say, let me hear. So now that young person, whoever click on this tonight, you just learned about unions. So if you ever in the workforce and you they tell you it's unionized, you know a little something tonight because we right. gave you that. Right. We talked about a number of different topics. Y'all got to keep this going. And we got to come back and we got to help bring some people building. on here and yeah, build it, man, building. for y'all. But keep whenever building. y'all need us, man, just let us know. I, I appreciate y'all giving us an opportunity to, to speak. Let's make it happen. Appreciate I appreciate it, y'all, man. man. Yes, Episode 40, 40, we out of here. Rick, appreciate you, sir. <laughs> I've been working this great shift, and I am yeah, yeah. I wish I me could too. buy me a spaceship and fly. I swear I